Are you between a rock and a hard place? Are you not sure if you're a sinner or a saint? Do you think you've lost your salvation? Let me take you to the New King James Version. In the book of Matthew, chapter 18, verses 12 through 14, and Jesus says, What do you think if a man has a hundred sheep and one of them goes astray? Does he not leave the ninety-nine and go to the mountains to seek the one that is strained? And if he should find it, assuredly, I say to you, he rejoices moreover that sheep than over the 99 that did not go astray. Welcome to Save the Lost at All Costs. Posted by Save the Lost at All Costs, Inc. Featuring your sister in Christ and humble servant of the Lord, Nina S. Griffin. Hello, you're listening to Sister Nina S. Griffin, and we're on Save the Lost at All Costs. We're going to open up the phone lines right away. If you're local in the Las Vegas area, to join in on our discussion today, if you have a question, a praise report, or a prayer request, we'd love to hear from you. That number would be 702-650-5588. I say again, if you're here local, dial 702-650-5588. If you're calling outside the Las Vegas area, we do have a toll-free number for you. That number would be 800 366 8883. I say again, if you're outside the Las Vegas area and like to join in on our discussion, please dial 800-366-8883. We are being streamed live over KKVV's website, video and audio. That would be at www.kkvv.com. Hello and God bless. I just wave to you again, www.kkvv.com. We're also being streamed live from Save the Lost at All Costs' website. Our website is www.savethelostlv.org. If you have missed any of our previous broadcasts, we had Minister Rachel Richardson ministering for the last two Sundays. She's a powerhouse. It was a blessing, a laboring of love. Part one and part two, I strongly suggest that you listen and get blessed Again, our website is www.savethelostlv.org. The gospel is always free on our watch. Any date you like to listen to as the Holy Spirit moves on your heart, please get it and know that it is totally without a charge. We're also being archived on iTunes, so if you have an Apple device, feel free to look us up on iTunes and get blessed as well. The gospel is still free on iTunes when it pertains to save the lost at all costs if you have a cell phone and most of us do you can listen to kkvv anytime that you like in addition to that you can listen to us right now via your cell phone it only works in the united states and that number would be 563-999-3194 i strongly encourage that you lock that number into your cell phone again that number is 563-999-3194 So, I'm back, and it's a blessing to be back, but the radio ministry was in very, very capable hands. Uh, Minister Rachel and I started Save the Lost at All Costs together uh, way back when, and uh, we are still very much doing God's work, and I love her tremendously. I love her passion. I love that she's faithful, and she always gets back up no matter what. Uh, Circumstances do not define her. Uh, her love for Christ defines her, and truly, truly, 
Uh, she is my sister in this life and the next, and I'm very blessed to have her in my life. And Valentina will be having a birthday coming up, and we want to say God bless you, man of God, her son, and we love you, Tino, and I'm expecting big things from you. In addition to that, uh, my son, HPG3, is uh, the big 29 today, so I'm blessed that uh, he is in the land of the living, and uh, he knows the Lord uh, if he's living in my home or anywhere connected to me, he will know the Lord. <laughs> Amen. But truly, he knows the Lord for himself. So uh, I love you, son. And God has blessed me with another year to, uh, you know, be your mother. And I'm grateful and I'm thankful. So let's get to the message today. The message today is love your enemies. And I know that that's kind of hard to swallow at this particular time, but you have no idea the blessing that is waiting for you when you do that. And you probably have read the scriptures numerous times in Luke 6 and Matthew 5, and you might have missed this, but you have to catch it in your spirit, especially in a season called now. It is crucial. You have no idea how much of it is a blessing for you. And I want to point that out to you. So uh, it's very... Uh, instrumental because uh, I listened to Minister Rachel uh, several times and God really spoke to my spirit. So I'm kind to uh, uh, be uh, very obedient to the to Holy Spirit. So this is being birthed out of what God has given her. And as a listener, as someone who is being ministered to, you know, God put this in my spirit. Uh, please don't forget about uh, our wonderful fellow Americans and just people who come from all over the world who are living in Florida at this particular time or find themselves in Florida at this particular time. Um, those who believe, those who don't believe, uh, this is a great opportunity for us to pray and to really, really uh, get on our knees and intercess for these people. Um, they're in the fight of their life at this particular time with uh, Hurricane Irma. So while they're busy making sure that they're taking care of what they need to do, we need to just be a blessing to them. And as the Holy Spirit moves on your heart, whatever God tells you to do uh, for those people, also the people in Texas and Louisiana, it looks like uh, Georgia will be affected, uh, both South and North Carolina. Uh, make sure that you're open to the Holy Spirit and do what the Holy Spirit instructs you to do. Uh, don't forget, uh, there's uh, been great earthquakes in Mexico. In addition to that, there are nine states that have fires. And they're basically uh, on the western part. So there's a lot going on in the world today. And just be obedient to the Holy Spirit, be listening. Uh, don't think about yourself you know, think about how you can be an instrument of God. And when you start focusing on what God will have you to do, I can assure you, your reward will be great. And we're going to look at that. Again, we're talking about love your enemies. So we're going to see this twice in Luke 6, and we're also going to see it in Matthew 5. So let's go to Luke 6. And the scriptures that I want to start reading, as I'm going to start at verse 27, and I think I'm going to finish up at verse 36. So we have a caller. We're going to take the call at this particular time, but then we're going to get back to Luke 6, and we're going to start in verse 27, and we're going to go through to verse 
36. And I'm going to be coming out of the New King James Version. But let's take the call first. Hello, you're on Save the Loss at All Costs, and God bless you. Hey, Shalom, Sister Nina. Nice to have you back. Oh, well, thank you, sis. How are you, woman I, of God? I'm greatly blessed, highly favored, and deeply loved, and y'all still reigns on this beautiful Sunday. And I just want to encourage the brothers and sisters in the midst of the storm, you know, because I was reading in my studies this morning in Psalms 107. It specifically tells us to cry out to the Father in time of trouble. Amen. This is a time of his testing, his faithfulness. So that's what he's trying to show his people when times are hard to cry out to him. And he says, watch me deliver you. Amen. So I'm just encouraging the brothers and sisters to cry out during this time. It's not his wrath on anybody and, and, and trying to. No, he's trying to show his love, that he's there for us when things are hard. And he's able to deliver because he's our father and he loves us. I agree with you 100%. So I just want to encourage the people. Well, thank you. I'm encouraged by that. I love you. I love you too. Sis. Take care. All right. Bye-bye. Amen. I totally agree. So let's get to it. Again, we're in Luke chapter 6. We're going to look at verses 27 through 36. And I have the red letter edition, so that lets me know that Jesus is teaching about loving enemies. How profound is that? The one who died for all our sins, not some of our sins, all our sins, the full propitiation, the full payment of all sins of all people. Past, present, and future. He's teaching the lesson. You ought to catch that in your spirit. Verse 27. Again, we're in Luke chapter 6. But I say to you who hear, love your enemies, do good to those who hate you. 28. Bless those who curse you and pray for those who spitefully use you. 29. To him who strikes you on the one cheek, offer the other also. And from him who takes away your cloak, do not withhold your tunic either. 30. Give to everyone who asks of you. And from him who takes away your goods, do not ask them back. 31. And just as you want men to do to you, you also do to them likewise. 32. But if you love those who love you, what credit is that to you? For even sinners love those who love them. 33, and if you do good to those who do good to you, what credit is that to you? For even sinners do the same. 34, and if you lend to those from whom you hope to receive back, what credit is that to you? For even sinners lend to sinners to receive as much back. 35, but love your enemies, do good and lend them. Let me repeat that, 35, but love your enemies, do good, and lend, hoping for nothing in return, and your reward will be great, and you will be sons of the Most High, for he is kind to the unthankful and evil. 36, therefore be merciful, just as your Father also is merciful. I want to read verse 35 again, and make sure you catch this. But love your enemies, do good and lend, hoping for nothing in return, and your reward will be great, and you will be sons of the Most High, for he is kind to the unthankful and evil. Now, there's a lot going on in verse 35. Now, let's look at them. These are commands. It says, number one, but love your enemies. See, not only are you supposed to love your enemies, it is an action. 
It's not enough to say you love. It requires action. There has to be demonstration and it has to be demonstrative and it's at a standard because Jesus is teaching this. So it's totally supernatural. You can't fall in love this way. You know, some people say, well, I looked at him or I looked at her and I fall in love. It has nothing to do with affection. This is a real action where everything is under submission. You are doing it. So it's a big difference. And you're not looking for anything back. This would be an example of unconditional love. It has no conditions. Really think about that. When you say you love someone, do you love them unconditionally or does it have conditions? Because this type of love does not have conditions and it's very demonstrative. Matter of fact, it goes against what you normally would do. It says love your enemies. Just the word enemy causes a lot of anxiety in people. Just the mere thought that I have to love an enemy and not just love them, but be demonstrative in my love. So we have number one, it says, love your enemies. It doesn't say love yourself or love those like you. It says, love your enemies. That's going to be something completely opposite and probably in great opposition to you. And then it says, we have a, uh, uh, we have the task. But under this condition, it says we have to do good and we have to lend. See, it has to be at this condition. It has to be of a good standard and you have to be willing to lend. And most people don't want to lend. They want to receive everything. They want to be the borrower, but they don't, I mean, they want to receive it. Yeah, I would have to say they would want to be the borrower. They don't want to be in the position to let something go. They want to be in the position to receive something. So that would put you on the borrower end. If you're lending something, that requires a degree of stewardship. That you've had something. That you've maintained something. And it has some type of value. Because somebody wants it or needs it. Mm, That's good. And it says, hoping for nothing in return. There's no expectation to get it back. You just give it on the strength. You just do it. Matter of fact, it's probably where you're compelled. You don't even realize or even thought about it. It's just the Holy Spirit quick as your spirit. And you say, boom, here it is. I want you to have it. And not looking for nothing in return. And you're not making a big announcement about it. It's just the Holy Spirit moved on your heart and you said, boom, I want to do this. Isn't that a beautiful thing? It's not a big announcement. You don't have to tweet about it. You don't have to put it on Facebook. It's not a big thing in your house of worship where you got to get an award for giving. 
You just do it because it's the right thing to do. But but more so than that, you hope for nothing in return. And it says, and your reward will be great. See, this is Jesus speaking. This is the Lord and Savior to the whole world. He is saying this. He is making this promise. He is making this statement. He is teaching this. He says, and your reward will be great, comma, and you will be sons of the Most High. This is the only time this appears in the Bible, that you will be sons of the Most High. That would be daughters too. Of the Most High. The most high God of all creation, of heaven and earth. Are you kidding me right now? He says, if you do this, your reward will be great and you will be sons of the most high. You ought to get excited about that. If that's what I would receive for loving my enemies, the reward is so much more for me. That I'm open to instruction from the Holy Spirit. Anything that I give, I'm going to get more. But I'm not giving to get more. I'm giving because I love who is against me. Because I can show them the love of Christ. I have an opportunity to do real ministry here. And not just talk about it, but I could be about it. See, sinners love sinners. Sinners give to sinners. But to give to someone who is in opposition, and it's not really you, they're in opposition. They're in opposition of the kingdom. You're a representative of the Lord Jesus Christ. You're an ambassador for Christ in this position. This is a great, great opportunity to receive a great reward. Jesus himself is going to reward you. He said it. Read it for yourself. And it says you will be. You will be. That's an affirmative statement. You will be sons of the Most High. It does not appear anywhere else in the Bible. This is the nugget I was talking to you about. I want to be a daughter of the Most High God. That is the most important thing to me. What else is there? The Most High God calls me daughter. I'm his representative. I'm his ambassador. Because I choose to believe his word and to love my enemies. I have nothing to fear of them. And I'm going to show you that. And it says, for he is kind to the unthankful and the evil. You can't expect people to thank you all the time. And you can't expect people's intentions to be good all the time. But it says he is kind. Because at one time we were unthankful. And we were evil because we were against 
the kingdom because we weren't in relationship. And there are those of us who say we're in relationship, but there's no evidence that you have given your life to Christ because you're still about yourself and doing what's pleasing to you and sucking all the air out of the room because it's all about you. No, this is about being selfless. And then he closes out by saying, therefore be merciful just as your father also is merciful. We have great instruction here. Great instruction that has eternal rewards. Great supernatural dividends. So important that we get this. We're going to go over to Matthew and we're going to see it in Matthew. Then I'm going to take you to Genesis and I'm going to show you how this lines up. It's important. We're talking about loving our enemies today. Amen. So we're going to go to Matthew and we're going to go to chapter five. And we're going to look at verses 43 through 48. Again, I'm in the New King James Version. And this is Jesus teaching about loving enemies. 43, you have heard that it was said, you shall love your neighbor and hate your enemy. 44, but I say to you, love your enemies, bless those who curse you, do good to those who hate you, and pray for those who spitefully use you and persecute you. 45, that you may be sons of your father in heaven, for he makes his son rise on the evil and on the good and sends rain on the just and on the unjust. 46, for if you love those who love you, what reward have you? Do not even the tax collectors do the same? 47, and if you greet your brethren only, what do you do more than others? Do you even, excuse me, do not even the tax collectors do so? 48, therefore you shall be perfect just as your Father in heaven is perfect. See, we have to understand that the Hebrew people were very upset with the Romans because they believed that they oppressed God's people. See, they knew they were the chosen people of God because God gave them their name. So they had no illusions about who they were. So to love a Roman who was oppressing them, that's not something they wanted to do. And when Christ came along and started teaching that, a lot of them walked away. They said, oh, no, I can't do that. But see, Jesus knew about their souls. See, at that particular time, a lot of people, and still today, are confused, or shall I say, refuse to accept that it's their choice whether they go to heaven or hell. See, it's your choice. You make that decision as to where you want to spend your eternity. You can't stand before the Lord Jesus Christ and say, well, brother so-and-so caused me to do this, and this is why, you know, I'm here. Or uh, Mr. So-and-so caused me to do this. No, at the end of the day, you have choices. And if you're following the word of God 
And if you're following what our Lord and Savior Jesus is teaching, then you will see that he says to love the enemies. And so at that particular time, like I said, the Hebrews found it almost impossible. But see, nothing's impossible with Christ. Because it does not matter if you're claiming that you are a believer, but you're a believer under certain conditions, then you're not a believer. Because you have to accept what our Lord and Savior is teaching. It's for your great reward. It's for your eternal destiny. It's for your soul. You cannot allow your enemy to trick you out of your inheritance. And see, we are a chosen people. We're of a royal priesthood. We are peculiar people. We're not like everybody else. The Holy Spirit is residing in us. We don't have to fear anybody or anything that comes against the kingdom of God. This shows you what you're made of. This takes you out of your comfort zone when you're loving your enemies, when you show love, when you show the Father's love. And if we're real with ourselves, then we were enemies of the kingdom at one time. And some of us still are. Professing one thing, but doing another. Jesus is not food. We will all have to give an account to him. Because he's the one that died for our souls. So all souls belong to him at this particular time. You will not be able to stand before the Lord Jesus Christ and try to make a mockery of his teachings. That will not bode well for you at all. We really need to get this lesson. Because in loving our enemies, we are able to show the love of Christ. It's a great assignment. And we're the ones who benefit more. Because why would we want anybody to be in hell? You're not getting out of it. And then you would have lived your life for nothing. Who wants that? To be totally separated from God. This is an opportunity. He came to save the whole world. Him being our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Not just for those who believe. For those who do not believe as well. He's a savior to them all. We have a great assignment. We have a great opportunity. Don't miss it. Get this into your psyche. Get it into your members. Get it into your heart. Get it into your mind. It's about being in the soul saving business. That's what we're here for. And if you don't believe that, then you have forgot about John 13. Uh, and we're going to go to verses 34 and 36. So, you know, we got two commands here when Christ came on the scene. Amen. So when Jesus came on the scene, we got two new commands. So let's look at those two new commands. So let's go to John 13 and we're going to look at verses 34 to 36. And we're still going to go to uh, Genesis 15 because I'm going to show you about, uh, Abraham and it's going to really bless your soul. So again, we are in John 13 and we are looking at verses 34 and 36. And again, Jesus is teaching. So let's look. 
I have the red letter edition. So John 13 and verse 34 says this, a new commandment I give to you that you love one another as I have loved you, that you also love one another. 35, by this all will know that you are my disciples if you have loved for one another. Wow. Now let's look at uh, Peter in verse 36. Simon Peter says to him, Lord, where are you going? Jesus answers him, where I am going, you cannot follow me now, but you shall follow me afterward. 37, Peter said to him, Lord, why can't I not follow you now? I will lay down my life for your sake. And here it is, 38, Jesus answered him, will you lay down your life for my sake? Most assuredly, I say to you, the rooster shall not crow till you have denied me three times. Wow. He gives the command. Two more commands. About loving. And then that happens with Peter. It's amazing. Let's go over to Genesis 15. We're talking about loving your enemies today. If you just joined us. And we're going over to Genesis 15. And let's look at verse 1. And then we'll set this up. And I'll probably read a little bit more. Again, I'm in the New King James Version. 15, Genesis 15, verse 1. And the word of God says this. After these things, the word of God came to Abram in a vision saying, Do not be afraid, Abram. I am your shield, your exceedingly great reward. Man, we just looked over at Luke chapter 6. And we're looking at verses. uh, Let me see where we were. uh, 34 through 36, right? And it talked about loving your enemies, but it said in doing so that your reward would be great and you would be sons of the most high. Look what it says here. Verse 1, after these things, the word of the Lord came to Abram in a vision saying, do not be afraid, Abram. I am your shield, your exceedingly great reward. See, he talked about great reward. Do not be afraid. See, salvation wasn't given to Abram, who later became Abraham. It was his faith that saved him. It was his faith that made him righteous. He believed everything that the word of God said. He believed what God said when God spoke to him. Can you imagine that type of faith that pleases God so much that he calls you righteous? Let's look at verse 2. But Abram said, Lord God, what will you give me seeing I go childless and the heir of my house is Eliezer? Elizer of the Damascus. Now, Elizer is his faithful servant and his oldest servant, but he's not of Abraham's DNA. And the custom back then is that if you did not produce an heir, your oldest faithfulest servant 
would inherit everything. So Abraham is concerned. He has no heir. He's an older man at this particular time. Three, then Abram says, look, you have given me no offspring. Indeed, one born in my house is my heir. So he knows that children come from God. There's no question in his mind. It's a blessing. He knows that. So he's speaking to God about this, about his condition. For, and behold, the word of the Lord came to him saying, This one shall not be your heir, but one who will come from your own body shall be your heir. See, once Abraham made the case, God had already worked it out. He's stating a fact. It hasn't happened, but it's already happened. Just keep the faith. Amen? Five, then he brought him outside and said, look now towards heaven and count the stars if you are able to number them. And he said to him, so shall your descendants be. Wow. Six, and he believed in the Lord and he accounted it to him for righteousness. Seven, then he said to him, I am the Lord who brought you out of Ur of the Chaldeans to give you this land to inherit it. You ought to get excited about that. It's about faithfully demonstrating the love and the respect and the belief and the faith that you have in God every opportunity you get he knows your heart and how you demonstrate your faithfulness is to believe his word not some of it all of it and walk in it be so assured That he's your shield. He says God is his shield. He says I am your shield. The great I am that I am says I am your shield. And your exceedingly great reward. Are you kidding me? He says I am your reward. I am your shield. I am great and I am exceedingly. It continues to get great. It's just not great at this particular time exceedingly it continues to get great it's a perpetual greatness and exceedingness it keeps getting greater and greater your greater is later but your greater is now and it's getting greater all the time in God he says I am you don't have to look for anybody else I am your shield Get that in your heart and in your mind. He says, I am. Great reward. Then we get back over to Luke. 
And Jesus is speaking. You have to understand, God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit, they all created man together. They made man in their image. He says, we created man in our image. Jesus is the Son of God. He's God wrapped in flesh. He's always been there. So he was there when you hear God telling Abraham, I am your shield. I'm exceedingly your great reward. Then we come back over and we look at Luke 6. And Jesus is teaching. And I told you that looking at verse 35, we can hang our hat on that. In Luke 6 verse 35 the red letter edition again I'm in the New King James version he says but love your enemies do good and lend hoping for nothing in return and your reward will be great and you will be sons of the most high This is it You you can hang your hat on this Abraham just believed he he didn't even have salvation. But he gets the same gift that we get because his faith made him righteous in the sight of God. And because of that, he has eternal life. He told him, look up, count, count if you can. He couldn't count all the stars. That's how great his descendants would be. And he says, I'm the one that brought you out of Ur. I'm the one who protected you from the Chaldeans. I'm your shield. I'm your great (laughs) reward. Exceedingly great. Lines up. It lines up. You have to understand what a great reward that you have in loving your enemies because that's why Jesus came. He died for all of us. All of us. Believers, unbelievers, big and small, rich and poor, sick and healthy, as far as you can see from the east to the west to the north to the south and all in between. We are emulating him. He is teaching this lesson. Our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, the Lord of Lord, the Kings of Kings, the Advocate, the Wonderful Counselor. This is it. I'm so excited about the teachings on loving your enemies. It's amazing. Now, let's go to 1 Corinthians. We're going to look at 1 Corinthians chapter 13, verse 7. So let's go over to 1 Corinthians. Chapter 13, verse 7. 
All right. So this is the Apostle Paul talking. And he's talking about (laughs) the greatest gift there is. So I think it's important that we read all 13 verses of chapter 13 of 1 Corinthians. But I want to look at verse 7 first and then we'll go back and we'll read them all. So let's go to verse 7. And the word of God says this, bears all things, believes all things, hopes all things, endures all things. Look at this. It says, bears all things, believes all things, hopes all things, endures all things. When you have the love of Christ residing in you, it's exuding. People can feel it. They can see it. They want it. And when you show it towards people who are opposed to the kingdom, man, it shuts all the naysayers down. There's no defense. Hate just wants to hate. Evil just wants to be more evil. Cunning just wants to be more cunning. Thieves just want to steal more. Robbers want to rob more. And murderers, well, they want to kill more. So now that we looked at verse 7, now let's look at it in its total context and we look at 1 Corinthians chapter 13 verses 1 through 13 and the word of God says this verse 1 though I speak with the tongues of men and of angels but have not loved I have become sounding brass or a clanging cymbal 2 and though I have the gift of prophecy and understand all mysteries and all knowledge and though I have all faith so that I could remove mountains but have not love i have nothing three and though i bestow all my goods to feed the poor and though i give my body to be burned but have not love it profits me nothing four love suffers long and is kind love does not envy love does not parade itself it's not puffed up five does not behave rudely nor Let me go over here. Five, does not behave rudely, does not seek its own, is not provoked, thinks no evil. Six, does not rejoice in iniquity, but rejoices in the truth. Seven, bears all things, believes all things, hopes all things, endures all things. Eight, love never fails, but whether there are prophecies, they will fail. Whether there are tongues, they will cease. Whether there is knowledge, it will vanish away. Nine, for we know in part and we prophesy in part. But when that which is perfect has come, then that which is part will be done away. Eleven, when I was a child, I spoke as a child. I understood as a child. I thought as a child. But when I became a man, I put away childish things. 12. For now we see in a mirror dimly, but then face to face. Now I know in part, but then I shall know just as also am known. 13. And now abide faith, hope, love, and these three, but the greatest of these is love. Can you imagine how much the Father loves us and that we were worse once his enemy and against his kingdom and his teachings? 
and we found him because he's always been there, but we found him because we opened up our hearts. And when our hearts opened up, our minds opened up and we were able to cry out to him and seek forgiveness and accept the eternal gift of salvation and receive the gift of repentance so that we can be Christ-like, so that we can be his ambassadors, so that we can go into darkness because we are the light and light can go into darkness. Darkness can't go into darkness. It doesn't produce light. We have a real opportunity here. You want to know what your purpose is? Your purpose is to make sure that someone doesn't spend eternity away from God. That might take a lifetime. Because people are stubborn. They're stiff-necked. You may have one soul that God has assigned to you. But it would make all the difference in the world to that person. To their offspring. To their family and to their friends. So that when they get into heaven, they'll know that they're there. Because of the work that you were willing to do in just loving the enemy. You have nothing to fear in loving As God teaches us to love, as he shows us, as we just read in 1 Corinthians chapter 13, verses 1 through 13, you have nothing to fear in that kind of love. He is your shield. He is your great reward, exceedingly great. And you will become sons of the most high. You ought to get excited about that. You ought to really internalize that. Don't you want to hear the Father call your name? Don't you want to stand before the Lord Jesus Christ? And see for yourself face to face. His enduring love for you. Don't you want to receive your great reward? It is yours with your name on it. You don't have to worry about what other people have. You don't have to worry about what other people get. He's got something for you. And you alone. It's your great reward. He's teaching this lesson. He's speaking directly to you, about you, for you. Your heart should be overflowing with his love right now. You should be so confident and reassured that he knows you. He loves you. He is speaking his word. He's speaking his truth. I'm just a a vessel. I'm an instrument of his. He put this in me to make sure it comes out so that you could hear it, so that you could benefit from it, so that you could see that you have a great reward. He wanted you to know this, 
There's storms, there's fires, there's earthquakes. And he wanted you to know the blessing that you have in loving your enemies. He is the blessing. He is the great reward. And you have nothing to fear. He is your shield. What could come against you if God is shielding you? Nothing. Nothing. There's nothing. You don't have to be afraid. It's all about you and him. That's what it's about. His love for you and your love for him. Look what he did with Abram. His name was Abram. It wasn't even Abraham. Look what he had for Abram. Then he became Abraham. The blessing was already his. Amen. Hello, you're on Save the Lost at All Costs, and God bless you. Oh, thank you for your service, Nina. Hello, how thank are you? you? Oh, your message is so loud and clear, and I'm and I'm still meditating on, on your message today to love our enemies. I, I think about the people suffering in North Korea for Amen. the last sixty years, as long as I've been on Earth. Amen. Suffering. They put three generations of the families in prisons. And they turn them against each other. Yes. I'm aware of and that. We need to pray. We need to pray for, for the, for all of us, for all the people, all the Christians, and all the, even the Muslims in Myanmar, the minority Muslims are being murdered. Yes. We, we need to demonstrate and the money the love comes of from us and, and we need to change our ways. We do. In this country. We need to change our ways in America and, and be careful where, where they send our money. Well, it starts individually with us. Yeah, well, Saudi Arabia, you know, it started with Nixon and Henry Kissinger in Saudi Arabia. Well, God bless enemies. Well, God, God bless you, and I thank you for your words of encouragement, and I pray that, you know, God's message is heard to each of us individually and that we make the necessary changes because it starts with him and his people and those who are his people will demonstrate his love. Amen? Yes, ma'am. It's against the law to have a Bible in North Korea. Let's, let's thank God every day for, for, for our, for our, our privileges. Yes, and the thing is, he tells us to write the scriptures on our heart because there may be a time when we will not be able to have access to the Bible. So the word has to get down into us and we have to meditate on it day and night because sometimes, uh, we are the only Bible that anybody will be able to read. So we need to be ready in season and out of season. So I love you. I appreciate you calling in. And thank you for encouraging us because there are people out there who are doing so much worse than we are. And they, Thank you for your service, Nina. God bless you, baby. All right. God bless you more. Love you more. Bye-bye. All right. Praise God. Uh, we need to be encouraged and be thankful for what we do have because – as our brother said, there are people out there on this planet with us who are under great, great, great adversity. Amen? So we're going to look at Galatians chapter 6, and I want to look at verse 9. And the Word of God says this, And let us not grow weary while doing good, for in due season we shall reap if we do not lose heart. 
10. Therefore, as we have opportunity, let us do good to all, especially to those who are of the household of faith. Amen. So the thing is, is that we have opportunities abound all day, every day to do good and to be an instrument and to be a demonstration of God's love. Which was Jesus who came to this earth to die for our sins while we were yet still sinners and the enemy against the kingdom of God. But the word of God taught us today that he's even merciful to the unthankful and to the evil. And we should be merciful as he is merciful to us. We have we have benefited greatly for his love and his mercy as we were unthankful and doing evil in his sight. Don't miss it like the Hebrews did and said, you know what? We're not going to show the Romans any love. There's no way we could love them. We're children of God. We have some entitlement. We have some pedigree. We have some benefits that they don't have. There's no benefit in name dropping. You're circumcised in the spirit of your heart. Because that's how the love will be shown. Love is an action word. It takes great demonstration. And we should be demonstrating. Because we were once enemy of the kingdom of God. We were once enemies of the Lord Jesus Christ. I hope you enjoyed what I had for you today. Minister Rachel, I love you again all over. You know I love you. Thank you for being such a wonderful servant and really motivating me today. Your part one and part two of Labor of Love was very inspirational. I love you. I look forward to seeing you soon. And in, to my listeners, thank you for having me back. I've missed you. I thought about you. And as we say here, save the lost at all costs. God bless. It is our humble prayer that the Most High God of all creation and our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ continues to bless you and yours without cease for tuning in today and supporting this great move of God with your generous donations. Save the Lost at All Costs is a Holy Spirit field, live called in weekly radio ministry that has been airing since 2005 and serving in the greater Las Vegas community. We can be heard every Sunday at 3.02 p.m. Pacific Standard Time on Las Vegas. Vegas's very own Christian Talk radio stations, 1060 AM and 101.5 FM. Also, we are audio and video streamed in real time during our live broadcast at www.kkvv.com and our website, www.savethelostlv.org. If you would like to re-listen to a previous broadcast at no charge, make an online secure donation, or learn more about 
our ministry, please visit our website at www.savethelostlv.org. If you prefer, you can mail in a donation. Address it to Save the Lost at All Cost, Inc., P.O. Box number 335852, North Las Vegas, 89033. Again, our P.O. Box number is 335852, North Las Vegas, 89033. All donations made to Save the Lost at All Cost, Inc. are 100% tax deductible. For more information, please feel free to call or text us at 702-219-6882. Again, 702-219-6882. We would like to thank you again. Remember to remain in Christ, stay prayed up, tune in, and don't forget to save the lost at all costs, no matter what.